Hey up, how's it going? It's Matt. And you're listening to the latest in an irregular series of bonus episodes of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. No fuss, no show notes. Just me uh, banging out a quick episode on SoundCloud um, with a friend that I've managed to grab when I can. So this one, I've got to be honest, is particularly rough and ready. Now, it's with uh, DJ Barbecue, aka Christian Stevenson. And I did this one after I'd recorded my bonus with Sophie Helly the other week because Christian had his uh, his book launch. Now, if you listen to episode six with DJ Barbecue, which was an epic two-hour ramble th- ramble-thon, you probably heard us chatting about the fact that he'd scored a book deal. Well, since then, he's spent a year working um, extremely hard on this deal from Quadril Books to produce what is really a beautiful piece of work. It's called Fire Food. Uh, it's a really nice large format hardback, which is, uh, yeah, Christian's latest recipe book. I mean, he's one of my oldest friends. I'm always going to be biased, but I love the uh, the first book and this second book raises the bar completely. And uh, yeah, so when I, when I uh, got the invite to attend the event at Nula in the East End, I headed down and I arranged with Christian to sit down for half an hour before the bash to chat about the book and just generally catch up for half an hour, which is what we did. And like I say, this is completely self-indulgent, this one. I mean, if you thought the first episode of me and Christian was pretty off the wall and uh, self-indulgent and you really haven't heard anything yet i haven't bothered sorting the levels out making this a particularly super produced thing because it's it's too chaotic really this was basically two mates letting um the tape roll for half an hour in the middle of the book launch with all the mild chaos that ensued now there are swear words in this one in fact the biggest swear word of all makes an appearance the one with real Anglo-Saxon connotations that Chaucer was familiar with, does get dropped in this. So if that type of thing offends you, uh, or you're listening with kids, more importantly, be warned, because that that is up front and centre. Um, so yeah, that's it, really. Hope you dig it. Like I say, no big deal, so I'm not going to harp on too long here. For me, it was just a chance to celebrate one of my dearest friends uh, and his uh, brilliant achievement. So I did. Here it is me and Christian Stevenson at the Five Food Book Launch. Enjoy. Check one two. Did kick? What come year? Out. Did, what year did kick come out? What year did kick come out? That's the kind of conversation kick, we're having. Kick in excess right now. Um, what year? I think eighty six. Ooh, it was eighty seven. Eighty seven. I was too early on that. Right. So yeah, I would have been eleven. <laughs> How hot was Michael Hutchins on that album cover? He was pretty hot. Was it Vision? It was Vision Streetwear board on the cover? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, it was like a Gator. I think that it? was why I was into it because it because it was like. That was one of the first times I you saw a skateboard. Saw a skateboard, and I think it's like the Devil Inside video, isn't it? That's it. I think it might even be. I can't remember it is, but the skaters in that, isn't there? Oh, Shabu, 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 Shabu. Eighty-two. That was a good album. What was you? What was you? What's the first record you remember like? By In Excess? No, like <laughs> you know the, when you were like. What's the first record that hit for you when you were a kid? I mean, it would ha- it would have to be Janis Joplin, Me and Bobby McGee. You'd have to have some, like, proper legit answer, wouldn't you? Well, I could have gone with American Pie, (laughs) but I wanted to be cooler. (laughs) So I got two 45s. My two 
earliest memories of a 45-inch record was American Pie by Don McLean. Right. And, uh, and Janis Joplin, me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. But I remember going to my grandma's house as a kid because my, you know, my Uncle Rip was down there and he was the PBR, passport and beer, beer truck Rip. driver. Yeah. And grandma just had one of these old school, you know, phonographs and just a pile of 45s. Yeah. And I would just play them. I just go through them all. It's like all these 40s and 50s stuff. Right. And then when I started asking for music, you know, I was like, okay, I want, I want Janis Joplin. Right. And luckily for me, my mom was a rocker. You know, she was, you know, when growing up, she had Toys in the Attic, you know, Aerosmith. You know, hot rocks. Yeah, uh, you got brought, you got brought up right. I got brought up right, and then yeah. my dad had the Four Seasons and Chuck Mangione right. <laughs> on eight track in the car. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> what a, a ledge! <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So I'm a Christian Stevenson, in case you uh, hadn't noticed, and we're here for your book launch. We are here for my book launch. Yeah, and, uh, Fire Food. Fire Food. Yeah, it's out next Friday, and um, it's a big night, especially when I'm invited about double the amount of people I should invite. I figured they wouldn't, they won't all come. And they all came. Dude, What's because you're cooking? They all RSVP'd, man. And we're doing like, I've got three of the most gorgeous uh, uh, rolled topsides from a white park, which is the most revered ancient steer in the UK. So the white park uh, cattle was the famous roasted loin muscle it was either king henry the second or king james that had a roasted loin muscle from the white park cow and was so blown away he knighted it sir loin and i right. think it's been the 400th year anniversary or 450 anniversary was last year yeah right so we've got this guy tonight that's what you're gonna cook. we've got that beef so, we, yeah, so yeah. my friend nathan mills he'll be here as well the best butcher he doesn't buy from markets doesn't buy from from um abattoirs he buys from farmers so he right. knows exactly what the animals eat so i've got three of those and i've got this shropshire lamb that was on the rare breed list I, just over a year ago and and the crow family have kind of brought it back right and propagated it single-handedly yeah yeah and so, so i've got uh they've actually raised this that, that's the team meeting that we're gate crushing yeah we're, we're in that we're in the basement of nula yeah uh, getting ready yeah, anyway yeah. so i've got some beautiful roast beef and roast lamb sliders coming out nice uh for tonight because I want people to drink and have and be merry and celebrate, but I also don't want them to become belligerent. Yeah. So you got to line that you stomach. Got, you got to give food. You got to do it. You got to do it. And I, I'd yeah. expect nothing less from you, obviously. <laughs> Thanks, man. So you got the whole team here, aren't you? You got T T Bone. Yeah, T Bone's here. My um my right hand man who wrote the book with me. T Bone was the master chef. Is the master chef and Great British Menu Home Economist. Yeah. His mom was on Ready Steady Cook. Is one of the first Home Economists. Um. I've got Toby One just flew in, the Prodigy's DJ, yeah, who yeah. opened up for Public Enemy and the Prodigy at Wembley. So my best mate's here. Yeah. And he surprised me with Marco Shepard, who owns Beach Bar Bergal, and he's surprised me. And he wrote the octopus recipe. By the way, octopus has gone up 10 euros a kilo since last year. Why? Um, it's become really popular, and um, so the prices have warranted it. Right. His... He just told me today his his octopus supplier last week had 19 uh, tons of octopus. Right. By the end of the week, he had six. Wow. Okay. So there you go. It's mainly Moroccan Infla octopus. Inflated market. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry, we're geeking out about the prices, the, the, the octopus futures. I was, well, I was more apologizing for that really terrible dad joke. Um, but well, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear the punchline. What oh, was don't again? worry, don't worry. It <laughs> Say it again. I want to hear all dad jokes, It man. doesn't bear repeating. It doesn't okay. bear repeating. Um, but yeah, Five Foods, so you've been doing it for a year. I mean, we talked, we spoke in May. Yeah, I mean, I guess I started really working on it like near May. Yeah, but it's, it's April, been, it, April 2018. We spoke in May for, I think it's episode six or something. May 2017. Wow. Thanks for getting me in early. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. Then you got all the big names and then everybody wants to be on this. So thank you for, I mean, thank you for bringing me back. Ah, oh, thanks for being on it. Well, you know, because the, the, obviously I've been seeing, I know how hard you worked on the book and I've been watching the progress and I thought, yeah, man, little bonus episode at, cool. the, at the launch. Yeah. So, um, did you just go buy a record, T Bone, just to make sure the re wow, the TV times, uh, T Bone's just hit a, hit a charity shop to make sure the record players work. Good right. job. Good job, T Bone. <laughs> yeah. So, you've been, it's been hard work, right? Well, here's the thing we, we got the book deal and, but with not much time to write the book. I mean, even though many of the recipes have already been kind of developed, I've done them on YouTube. Um, but to write them down in a book format, it's a whole different kettle of fish and to test them to make sure they're consistent and they work. So, but we got the deal right when you spoke to me. Yeah. Then we had to go and build restaurants every weekend during the summer. So you got me and T-Bone, you know, arriving on a Wednesday or a Thursday, sometimes a Friday, mainly on a Thursday. We start cooking right away. We serve food f for the whole weekend. Then we, we take it all down on the Monday. And then um, I think that they're all nervous to make sure the rec, is it working? Is the vinyl working? Yay. Okay, the decks do work, just not Toby Serrato. Um, so we didn't have a day off because we were cooking at festivals. Yeah. Maybe get one night at our homes in bed, and then next morning, bam, straight in, straight in with the, uh, sorry, guys, straight in with the, um, you know, writing and, and, and developing and hey, T-Bone, how long do you reckon we spent during the summer just writing and developing and it was about three, two and a half months? Um, let's get him, let's get, get T-Bone in here. T-Bone's the man behind um, MasterChef. Yeah, I think literally about three months. I think basically every time we're not within a festival writing. Yeah, we were dying. writing and dying. It was um, probably the hardest, most incredible, gnarliest, tiring summer we've ever had, right? Yeah, yeah, just it was so hard. Like literally, by the end of summer, we were completely dead. No right. more, no more fun. So you're doing the festivals and trying to put this together at the same time, and basically. Not well, yeah, we got day sleep. jobs as well and families. So yeah, it was yeah. Festivals, it was book writing, then day jobs, and then families, and then so I just about had a marriage at the end, so that was all right. Right, surviving then. Yeah, but it's out. It's it's looking great. Yeah, I can't wait. I will barely even seen it yet. Oh, really? Apparently, the cover's embossed. Right, I'm quite excited <laughs> by that. I haven't seen a secret copy. No, my copy's at home. You need your mic. Oh yeah, sorry. My, <laughs> your, your, your copy's here. My my voice booms. Oh, sorry, dude. You're all good. Um, yeah, I got 125 pounds for the. F do I have an Uber account? I do have an Uber account. Uh, it's a John John Fez. He's in King's Cross. Okay. So do you want me to? Uh, the prodigy manager's just arranging us. Uh, so we got the so the prodigy and pendulums manager is getting us a mixer for the evening. It doesn't matter what gig what gig you've got. There's never a mixer, is there? There's yeah. There's never a we've mixer. We've got two, <laughs> and they're not good enough for Toby. <laughs> Are the prodigy coming? <laughs> so little 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 break while we get 
arrange an Uber from uh, for, to get a mixer from the Prodigy's manager. Correct. For the gig tonight. Now, you, you know Ariana Grande did tell me to quit name dropping, yeah, so yeah. I apologize for that. Yeah. It's really not like you as well. <laughs> I think I got it from your mate, Chris Moran. He taught me that line, so I don't even, I don't, you can't, I mean, I might have propagated the line, but I think uh, you've improved that's about it. it. I think you've Rama been... Lama Ding Dong! I, I kidnapped that man in, uh, in, in Dublin. Give me a cuddle. Oh, Rama, you are a psychosaurus. <laughs> Rama, this is my friend Matt, Matt Rama. How are you? He's from Argentina. We met, I met him in a field in Dublin, and then I go, do you want to come live with me for a couple weeks because I got to go shoot a book. Right. Um, we're doing some festivals. I think you'll have a good time. And he never went back to Argentina. <laughs> and here he is. Yeah, he, got, he, went to, he went to Madrid to get his paperwork. Everybody's upstairs. I'm going to do this interview. Thank you for the hug. And I love you and I miss you. And I'm so glad you came, Rama. The hardest. So basically, T-Bone. Yeah, you leave it there. T-Bone fired our entire staff on the busiest day of a big festival and said you guys can all go i'm actually firing myself rama's gonna handle it all you've never met a man who can work that hard wow yeah argentinians amazing but he told me a really cool thing about argentina right him and his mates get all they put their money together and they all hire a kind of a a party cookout house right so they have they have a, a separate home they all go to to throw parties and cookouts nice but no one lives there yeah yeah so you just have a little, uh, little like a, a, like an a clubhouse, ultimate, an ultimate man shed. Yeah, yeah. Ulti- the ultimate man shed. That everybody shares. And that's what I'm like, God, I wish we could afford to do that here. Yeah. What well, is that? Airbnb over in it. We'll wait till our economy goes down the pan uh, yeah, due yeah, to Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck all you guys who voted for Brexit. <laughs> Fuck each and every one of you. Okay? And I mean that. Sorry, I'm so mad about Brexit. A lot of people are. Especially all the price of my goods. They've all gone up about 20%. Well, I was talking to some friends of mine 10%, yesterday 20. who work, who've got businesses in the French Alps. Um, crazy story. So there's this, I'm probably going to translate this quite, quite badly, but basically this is the secondment law. So the French government let English, business, British businesses, um, like seasonal staff, so like chalet girls, yeah. chefs, um, well, they need, they need- operate under the British tax system right now though. And that's going to go. So all those businesses are going to have to register those workers through the French tax system. That's going to be a pain which, in the which ass. Is, well, which is also like much more expensive than, uh, than the British tax system. So a lot, I mean, I've got a load of friends who've got sort of small, medium businesses in, in the French Alps who are now essentially, the choices are um, put the prices up, go bust, or use um, non-British staff, basically. So either way, and this is all going to happen within the next two years. Yeah. And no one seems to know about it. It's going to completely change the, uh, the, the UK travel industry, but also like there's a lot of industries that rely on this law. Obviously, the French are just doing it as a, as a fuck you, really. Well, and they should. Well, you know, they've always been pretty protectionist of their, of their own markets and stuff. And, but their, now mu- they, and their music. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy. Like when I heard that, because I was, I mean, you know, obviously it's going to be repercussions, but like I've, you know, actually got friends now who have got, had businesses for 20 years who are probably going to lose the businesses. So anyway. Is Stennifer going to lose his business? Um, He'll have some black, won't he? (laughs) (laughs) I worry about Stennifer. I won't worry about him. He's one of my favorites. He's all good. He's all good. So tell me about the, uh, tell me about the books. You had David Loftus. Like who's a who's a legend? Well, David's shot 130 books to date. Yeah, he's a legendary, like food, food photographer. That's it. He, I mean, he. I think him and Jamie alone. He shot 15 of Jamie's books. Yeah, they've sold about Jamie. Who? Sorry, Jamie Holler. Oh yeah, yeah, that they, guy. They've, yeah, he's. I think he's. They've sold together 60 million. Right. Um, and there was 
so to get him was good, but I was very lucky that he asked me uh, to DJ his wedding a couple years ago. That was the one in Marrakesh, right? That's the one. So I got yeah. there and, and um, he was like, can you just, Christian man, can you do like an hour set or a two hour set? Well, he said an hour, an hour and a half. I go, dude, I'll do it too. Yeah. You know, whatever you need, David, you're my boy. Yeah. Um, and he shot the first book as a favor to Jamie and he really, we really hit it off. And so I got to the wedding in Marrakesh and it's a rock star wedding. Jason Fleming, you know, Jamie Oliver was best man, uh, Dexter Fletcher, you know, lots of wonderful people. Uh, Danny from uh, Supergrass and Pearl, his missus. There was no other entertainment. Right. There was no other DJs. Right. Six Just and a half hour set. <laughs> right. So you were like, so who's taking over? Yeah. And they go, David didn't get anybody else. It's just you. I'm like, oh. Right. iPod. <laughs> no, I, I DJed for six and a half hours. No, of course set. you did. Yeah, of course, course I, got the, I got enough music. I can DJ on my laptop alone. I can DJ uh, for a year and a half without repeating a song. Are you playing tonight? Yeah, I've got some stuff tonight. But yeah. I've got Toby, Olivier, and uh, Johnny Boots. So we got the crew here. Um, so luckily for me, when I, when I got the, the book deal, my publisher goes, so Christian, who do you want to shoot the book? I go, well, I want Loftus. You know, I want the best. Yeah. They go, oh, we, we can't afford Loftus. Yeah, right. So I'm like, well, you call him and you tell him what your budget is and he's just going to do it. And they go, well, that's not how it works. I'm like, this is how it works. And I explained why it's going to work like that. And they did. And did it. And they got him. So um, I couldn't get him as many days as I wanted him. So I kind of dug deep in my own pocket and dropped about 3K with my own crew just to make sure we, we, we nailed it. Because I wanted it to be the best book ever. Yeah. And there was a moment we were shooting one of the feast photos. So it was a big, everybody around the table, you know, loads of food, you know, beer, whittling tools. Cause we like to whittle when we're cooking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, people should look on your Instagram because it's all on there, isn't it? And some yeah. of the, some of the, uh, some of the work days looked hilarious from the pictures that you were putting well, we, up. Well, we just got a bunch of bearded, you know, woodsy men, you know? Yeah. And so the, all that's in there. And I wanted to, it, I, I don't do it all by myself. I got a great team of people behind me. So I wanted to make sure they were included in the book and they were. So instead of being on a ladder and shooting down like he would in one of Jamie's books or anybody else's, yeah. he just used my, my first floor bathroom, <laughs> opened the window and just shot out there. And as he's looking at us and I think we're playing some classic foreigner, he goes at your place. Yeah, we Amazing. shot the whole book in that bag. In the, in Same the, place in, we recorded um, in the, We in Look the, Sideways. No way. Right. Yeah, that was a crazy household. Like five people living on the floor, kids going to school. Wow, right, just okay. Rates of vegetables. Have you, got, have you got the book here? Yeah, yeah, man. Let's and have he, a look. He looks out I've the window and goes, this is the best experience I've had in a book. And I went, fuck off, David. But you don't curse around David. It's like, shut up, man. You've done a million books. And oh. he's like, no, but this has been the best experience I've ever had. Don't let Jamie Oliver hear this because I don't want Jamie to get bummed that David liked working on this book. He's probably not listening. But what, uh, what, you, know, you never you, know. You never know. You never know. There's, there's some surprising people. So that's the Alchemy of Fire. We got the geek section in there. I wrote with Matt Williams. Yeah. Um, it looks amazing. So it's published by Quadrill. Quadrill. Um, it, it drops on the 19th in this country and I think like a week later in every other country. A lot of, a lot of music references. Each chapter is a music reference. So you got Breakfast Heroes. So Heroes, uh, David Bowie. And Afternoon Delights, which is that track, you know, on uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Who is, who's that track by? Who did it? Who did Afternoon Delights? Ah, oh, the photography's brilliant. I mean, I'm those, those, those on my vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it looks brilliant. 
Yeah. So I'm going to post it online, obviously. Cool. So well, that's for you. Thank you very much, yeah. man. And I'll sign, I'll sign it for you awesome. as well. Awesome. So where can people buy this? So it's available on Amazon right now. Um, I think they've got a bit of a discount going. Yeah. So instead of 15 quid, but it's a big, beefy book. Yeah, you know, right. Hardback. It looks like a, you know, like a bit more money than the last one. Oh, yeah. The last one was a price point book, basically. Yeah, yeah. Jamie did it as a, a softback, so if people didn't know me, it's an easy purchase. You don't yeah. have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. He was, we were introducing me to the world of, of barbecue, and no one really knew me except for my YouTube channel. So yeah. this, because my background was the action sports guy. You yeah, know? yeah. So they, you know, they went nuts. I go, but I don't want to make it too expensive. I don't want a 17, 18, 20 quid book. I want something that's still affordable. So it's 15 quid, and then... On my website, web store, you can get, you can buy it for 15 pounds and I'll sign it. Yeah. But um, Amazon, I think it's like 12.99 or it, it bounces around. Yeah, there. yeah. But it's, it hit number five in the in the hot new releases chart. Brilliant. So that's yeah, good. But it looks great. So what's your favorite recipe? Um, it's asking like asking you what your well, favorite okay, child I, is. I know. My but. favorite, my favorite uh, recipe title was one where I think I was getting a bit bewildered with. You know, not sleeping and working my ass off. You know, we try to have fun with our titles. I've and made the halimi burgers. They're good. Oh, did you? Yeah. You've done the fish tacos of the last book too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, oh, here it is. So this is my favorite recipe because I do a lot of red herrings when I write. So I write really preposterous recipe titles. Just, yeah. just kind of like maybe say, oh, maybe scale it down, Christian. You know, this is a bit too much for, you know, your audience. So... Instead of doing a stuffed meatball sub where, you know, you stuff cheese and do like a, a pork beef meatball, um, you know, and then a, mar a fresh marinara sauce, I called the recipe smoky, tangy, cheesy, meatball-y sub sandwich from Smoky Cheeseballville, <laughs> and they left it. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. That's funny, man. Brilliant. So... You know me. If there's a really good Tumblr of, of called Angry Chef Arms, so all the chefs in their chef whites, you know, yeah. looking down the camera lens with their arms crossed, like yeah, every yeah. time Trump realizes he's in a pickle, he just crosses his arm and calls it a witch hunt. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure we have fun. Yeah, Alabama white sauce. That's what you made me. Um, yeah, that's when, it. When yeah. we did the uh, the first one, Alabama yeah. white sauce chicken. Yeah. So um, what, and, and what are you making tonight then? So you, tonight you, we're you're doing cooking the beef and the lamb. We're doing roast beef sliders, just next level roast beef. We're yeah. doing the, this lovely lamb. So lamb and roast beef sliders, you know, line the guts so people can drink. Yeah. Um, I've invested in a beer company. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I'm putting in some sweat equity and I put a tiny bit, the only bit of money I had um, into this company and I still owe them quite, quite a bit more. Anyway. They've donated three kegs of Unity Lager. We're at, our, our Unity Lager is right now in the top five in the best lagers in the country competition. Wow. So we find out in, I think, about two months if we, if we win. Yeah. So, oh, well, yeah, we've made it to the final. Well, let's try it after, yeah. we, after so we wrap this. Who we'll, we'll should get you a beer. Should I go get a beer? Yeah, let's go and get a beer. Okay. We can, put, we can have a little tactical. I'll, I'll, I'll scrub this bit. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so... That's a good recipe. I got. So, do you remember I used to work at DJ's Diner in, in Vail, Colorado? I do. I yeah, do because so we went there. That's it. So that yeah. recipe's from DJ's. We met your friend Brian, if I remember. Brian Tompkins. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he gave us. A, he lent us a green jacket, if I remember rightly. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you know what? There's a lot of vegetarian and vegan in there. Great. And that's, that's been that's good because you've had. I've seen. There's been a couple of things on your Instagram. People saying like, yeah, great, but you know, cut down on the meat. 
because yeah. it saved the planet a little bit. You know? Well, I, and I preach less meat, but when you do eat meat, better quality. Yeah. You know, with yeah. traceability, you know, provenance, you know, um, source properly. Yeah. But um, I, farms need animals. Animals need farms. Yeah. Thank oh. you, kind. This is this is my beer. Awesome. Thank you, dude. Thanks, man. Oh, look at this nectar. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're doing we're doing an interview. I just talked about uh, coalition. We're doing a pot. We're doing a podcast. These 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 are my business partners. I'm about to sample it. Thanks, boys. Live on air. I'm gonna sample it. Yeah. Look at that expert pouring. This is for you. Thank oh, nice you. Pour. Yeah. Great pour. We're training them well. So talk me through, talk me through the unity. So unity is, so here's the thing. I always thought the craft beer market was just getting saturated. And of course you look at people like Camden who killed it, you know, um, Beaver town. Yeah. And I love Beaver town. It's rock and roll and it's, it's funded by Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, it's right. Robert Plant's money. I didn't know that. It's Logan Plant. Right. So it's his company. So that's black country. Yeah. Zep beer. So I'm down for promoting to drinking anything that's got to do anything to do with Zep. Yeah. So, but I did, I did not know that. I felt like the pale, cheers, the Indian pale, the pale, all the craft lagers. Cheers. It's good. It's not. It's not like super sweet like a lot of those. No, we. It's it's New Zealand hops, um, Scottish ale malts. So yeah. it's got flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I just think. All the ales, all the hoppies that are kind of makes you feel dry on the back of the tongue. Yeah. I, just, I can't drink too much of it. Oh, oh exactly. Over hop to death. Yeah. And I wanted something clean and refreshing, but I didn't want to drink, you know, Heineken or Amstel and Bex because those, you know, they're, they're, they have accelerators in them. They're made a bit too fast. This is a well-made craft yeah. lager. Smooth. Yeah. It's good. Unpasteurized. So yeah, it's yeah. got a shorter shelf life. Um, and that, that there's no craft lager pilsner market like there is for the ales. No, well, that, my, my missus drinks lager, and she's always like, she's, you know, we got a craft beer pub now, and it's like I can't drink anything. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's like exactly. Yeah. So I want to be that guy who kind of pushes good niche, the the, the, the craft beer market. It's good. Thank it's, you. It's really good. Well, a little bonus on this, and you're busy, so I reckon let's uh, let's tie it up. But um, what's uh, what's going on this summer? Then are you doing the festivals again? So this summer we've got to promote the book. So I've got a lot, like about three months of you know interviews, promos, doing everything I can to get the book out there, so I can get a second book deal. Awesome. Or a third book deal with yeah, the public. Yeah. It's it'll be. If I get a second one, it'll be with Quadril, hopefully. Um, I just want to write more books. Yeah. Because I love writing it books. It looks brilliant, man. Thanks, man. Are you man. stoked? Are you enjoying it? You I'm enjoying beyond the, stoked. Are you, you, jo- you, are you enjoying you, the moment? Well, here here you go. So it'll be festivals and book promotions and yeah. raising my kids. Um, but look. Yeah, this is nice. 20 last, favorite albums to cook to. Yeah. So, the, you know, what, what do I start with? Led Zepp. Zeppelin two. King's Leon, you know, I'm a big fan of the first album. Check Your Head, the third Beastie Boys album. Car Seat Headrest. Can't get into him. Tried. Come on! Can't do it. Tried even with the new album, Teens of Denial, where I they don't re- like the guy's voice. Fuck you, <laughs> um, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, obviously. Um, Stevie Wonder, Rolling Stones, Dinosaur Jr. I saw him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Crosby, Stills and Nash. That's a great album. Pick one of these albums and pick one. Pick one album of all these. Yeah, that you got. You can only pick one of all these albums. Yeah, if you can only pick one, what's it going to be? Oh my God! Shit. That I had to listen to for my Desert Island Island disc. Yeah, all right. Kings of, Le- Kings of Leon. 
Um, Dinosaur Jr. No, one. That's two. Dinosaur Jr., Green Mind. Really? Or, okay. or songs in the key of life, because I think I could never get tired of that. What about Crosby, Stills, and Nash? That's my favorite. Yeah, you're right. Come Can on. I have three? Can I have three? I'll give you that. <laughs> Cut low rent, Kirsty Younger. <laughs> All right, man. I've made cupcakes with her. <laughs> well, before I was going to say wrap it up, but go on. Let's hear that one. We, it was Food Revolution Day, so I'm in Jamie's pub on wheels called the Cock and Cider. <laughs> <laughs> I just had Victoria Pendleton in there. We just won the gold. Right. We're making cupcakes with her, and then me and Kirsty did some stuff. And it was like I, I did a seven-hour live broadcast for Jamie Oliver for his Food Revolution Day. Right. And Kirsty was one of my my guests. Right. And you made Lo- cupcakes. Lovely, lovely girl. Yeah, she she comes across well. Yeah. yeah. God bless you, Kirsty. Well, thanks, man. Thank I'm you. Let you. Get back to it. And, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight. Thanks, Matt. All good. Uh, eat, drink, and be merry. I'm gonna. All right. So there you go, a chaotic 25 or so minutes behind the scenes at the DJ Barbecue book launch. I mean, that's standard, really, when you uh, when you roll with Christian and T-Bone and the crew. Great night um, ensued. Really stoked for Christian how well the night turned out. You know, a lot of people there. I ended up drinking whiskey with, I didn't have a clue who he was, but apparently he was the drinks guy from this morning. Um, gave me his homemade whiskey which is why i was such a shocking hangover the next day um but yeah check the book out five food it's great and uh i've already tried a few things in there and it's it's good you know so anyway right normal service resumes this week got some brilliant episodes on tape as i've been saying i've got starla sandback i've got patrick armbruster and yesterday i was privileged to interview the great shauna coxie in london two times uh climbing world cup champion and uh, all-round legend and that was a real treat Shauna was brilliant lovely girl really friendly really funny and we had a really great conversation about her life and career which I really enjoyed I think everybody's going to get a lot out of that so uh, I'm going to try and bang that one out quite quickly I might even interrupt the Swiss omnibus for that one because it's really good and uh, yeah usual drill thanks for listening if you want to find out more keep up to date with the podcast Head on over to the website, www.wearelookingsideways.com. Although, like I said, there's no show notes for this. It's just going to be on SoundCloud. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram, where I'm We Look Sideways. Or send me a letter, like old Jago did the other week. Um, thanks to everyone who's been buying t-shirts. Still shifting a load of them, starting to get pictures through. If you um, have bought a t-shirt, please send me a picture of you in it, or just a picture generally uh, to podcast at wearelookingsideways.com. Nice one. All right, I'm going to see you later. Bye.